0: for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do visit our website springmountcf.co.uk or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness If you would like us as a church to pray for you then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk Okay, I've no stand this morning, they're all fixed to other things, so So I'll have to do it off off my hand. So if I drop it on you, Steve, or or Sue, that's fine, just catch it so I don't break it. So, morning, and uh, say to your neighbour, I want you to be alive. I want you to be alive. (laughs) Okay, now, if they don't reply to you, there's a bit of a worrying thing going on, okay. Um, But this morning, we're about life you know we're about life we want to be a place that's filled with life you know in in god's word it talks about the river of god bringing life to the places that are dead so this morning if you're if you you might not be dead physically but you might be dead spiritually and you might be a little bit dead to some of the things god wants you to do and say and hear so this morning i want us to speak life to each other but i pray that god will speak life to us and um I love the film Toy Story, okay? They're about to make Toy Story 4. If you've not seen it, you need to watch it. But it's the story of Andy and his toys. And uh, Andy and his toys, he plays with Woody and Buzz, and when he's not there, they come to life. Because it's imagination. These are toys. And if you walk around, apparently in Disney, if you say, Andy's coming... The toys from Toy Story have to drop as if they're, if they're not alive. Um, apparently so. So Andy's coming is what you're saying. You, they play it around of so I'm surprised Alicia and Corey haven't ended up on the floor every time I've said that. But Toy Story is about toys. They are inanimate objects. They don't have life naturally. They just come to life because of our imagination. Sorry to dash your hopes and dreams if you believe that they do. But um, Toy Story, inanimate objects are interesting, aren't they? Because there is, a, there is a movement called Resistentialism, which is the belief that inanimate objects are waging war against us every day. Yeah. I believe it's true. This morning, Corey walked along that row and the chair tripped him up. You know, the chair tripped him up. I don't know about you, you know, I have at home, and I nearly brought it with me, a massive bag of socks. Not one of them is a pair. <laughs> Where are all the other ones? Somewhere in my house, I'm expecting to find another massive bag of socks, which has got all the pairs. Someone said, Oh, you could give them to somewhere to do crafts. I think we could provide every primary school in Barrow enough socks to do glove puppets for the rest of their entire history. It's unbelievable. We, the reason why we think they're in that stage is because some people wear odd socks. And actually, you know, it's horrible, isn't it? Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> what about wires getting tangled? You know, you put something away, Christmas lights. December the 2nd the today, you might be getting your Christmas lights out. And actually, yet last year, when you put them away, you, you coiled them nicely and you laid them gently in the box. And you come to get them out, and what happens? They're in a knot. Somebody goes in that box all year round and starts going, I'll show them, and tie them in knots. Inanimate objects waging war against us. And this morning, we're looking at our series of Behind the Songs We Sing. And uh, this morning we're looking at the song Great Are You Lord which we've already sung. And there's a line in it that says all the earth will sing your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. It's a bit of a strange line. These bones will sing. Great are you Lord. And this morning I want to think about just that section of the song. The rest of it's brilliant. It says you are light, you are love, you give life. God brings life. And yet, so often in our churches and in, our, in, in Christians, we don't see that. We don't see that life. And we're blessed, I believe, as a church, that there is life here on a Sunday morning. But it can't be just on a Sunday morning. God's life is 24-7, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. You are love, you are life. Great are you, Lord. I want to read a few passages of Scripture this morning. I'm going to start with Luke chapter 19, verses 36 to 40. Which are from the New Living Translation, if, if we've managed to get that. If not, don't worry. And it's Jesus entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And it says, As he rode along, the crowds spread out their garments on the road ahead of them. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. That's what we're here to do this morning shout and praise God for all the amazing things we see God do. You know, these disciples would have been tired. They weren't going to say, oh, I'm not going to sing today because I'm tired. They were praising God because of what he's done, despite where they were. When he reached the place, we've got to there, sorry, miracles are seen. And they sang this, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. The religious people weren't happy because they were saying Jesus was God, Jesus was Lord, that he was king, he is the Messiah. And these religious people just didn't see it. Maybe you're in church this morning, you've been a Christian for a while, maybe you're just not seeing what God's doing and who God is. Maybe you're just not aware of how he's moving and what he's doing. And Jesus replied to them, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. I love that passage. It's been, that's in another song we sing, isn't it? Even the rocks will cry out. You know, If you aren't willing to sing this morning, the rocks will. That's what it says. If you aren't willing to praise God, then the creation itself will lift its voice and praise the creator. So we have got a privilege of having a voice. We have got the privilege of being able to be filled by him. We are not inanimate objects. We are not dead but some of us are living like we are. Some of us are living like we are. And he, Jesus himself says, if you try and stop my followers from praising me, even the rocks will cry out. Even the rocks will cry out. This morning, imagine if you, you're sat in your chair thinking, ah, I don't feel like singing this morning. All of a sudden your chair jumps up and starts praising God, lifting its legs up in the air. <laughs> you know, That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Because God says, if you're not going to do it, my creation will. The bricks this building might we've got to be willing to do it we've got to lift our voices and give thanks and sing praise creation itself proclaiming great are you lord so do we do we proclaim great are you lord when people see us do they go something different about that person their life is saying that there is a greater there is a greater person great are you lord Because that's what it's about. It even says in that passage, doesn't it? All the earth will sing your praise. Do you know, one day, all the earth will sing his praise. Not just those that are Christians, not just those that love him, but everybody, even those who've said today, I'm not interested. Even those that say, I don't believe it. Every knee will bow and proclaim him as Lord. So today you can choose. (laughs) It's much better to choose it's much better to choose to proclaim his name. But the song we look at today, the one line I particularly want to focus on is, These bones will sing. These bones will sing. Let's look at Psalm 51, verses 7 to 12 in the NIV. Marie's chosen a song this morning, Will wash away my sin, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And this passage of, of scripture was when David, David wrote this at a time where he really needed to come before God and say, God, I've messed up. And he says this, verses 7 to 12, "'Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. "'Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. "'Let me hear joy and gladness. "'Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. "'Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. "'Create in me a pure heart, O God.'" And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. David mentions joy and rejoice three times in that short place. And yet he's in a very dark place. You know, David has just been found out. He'd been on the roof and he'd seen Bathsheba having a bath. And he thought, I want that. I want her. Bring her to me. So he slept with her. She was married. So then he panicked and thought, what if she's pregnant? So he then gets her husband to come home from the battle and says, come in, come home, and he gets him drunk and says, go and sleep with your wife. But he, her husband refuses to because he says, no, I should be at the front line. I'm not going to do that. So David then concocts a plan and sends him into battle in order for him to be killed. And David ends up marrying Bathsheba. It's like EastEnders, isn't it? You know, people watch soap operas every week. The Bible is full of similar characters. But the difference is, David knows God. And even though he's messed up, even though he's absolutely done the worst, slept with another man's wife, had him killed, David is able to say, cleanse me, wash me white as snow. How? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, because great is our Lord. And he says in that passage, the line is, he says, Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. God hasn't crushed his bones. He's responsible for his own mess. But in that process, God has said, you know, you need to change. David, you need to sort this out. God sends his prophet, Nathan, to point it out to him. And that's the thing that crushes him, and he just goes, oh... But he doesn't stay crushed. He says, let these bones you have crushed rejoice. Rejoice. Why? Because great are you, Lord. You know, we often say we feel it in our bones, yeah? Oh, I feel it in my bones. Those of us who are a bit older, I said us, are you impressed? Okay, I'm not picking on you. This time of year, who's starting to feel the cold in their bones? Oh, yeah, a few of us. okay. Yeah, Raymond's feeling the cold in his bones. That's because he's only got bones and skin left. Is that right, Raymond? Oh, bless. You know, we talk about our funny bones. Our funny bones. Yeah? Thanks. Yeah. We talk about our bones having a bit of a personality, but your bones, when we are gone, we will just be bones. Yeah? And eventually those will crumble, I think. Eventually. Why? Why do we want our bones singing? Why does this passage, why does this song say our bones will sing? Because God forgives. Because God forgives. And even David and his crimes, his past does not dictate his future. Even his past, he can say, I can still rejoice because God has done it for me. God has done it for me. Your past does not dictate your future. Maybe you're feeling a bit crushed this morning. Maybe your bones feel a bit crushed, that actually you've been found out. Or maybe you're realising that things aren't as good as they should be. Maybe you realise that actually, maybe you come into this place and think, I can't worship a God that is holy, I'm far from it. Well, good news, David was. And yet he was described as a man after God's own heart. And he says, these bones you've crushed rejoice. Let these bones rejoice. What they would Let those bones sing out. He's crushed by the weight of things that he's done. But the good news is that God can change it. That God can restore. That God can bring it back to life. That something that is dead, something that is finished, something that is broken, God can put back together. And that's when we sing, great are you Lord. This heart cry out, these bones will sing. Great are you Lord. Jeremiah 20, verse 9, says this. But if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Now, Jeremiah uses the phrase that God's word is like a fire shut up in his bones. The people aren't happy with Jeremiah. He's taking bad news, really. He's telling them that they need to change their ways. And the people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what they need to do. They, want to, they don't want to hear what Jeremiah's got to say. But Jeremiah is bringing the word of God. And he says, even if you tell me to shut up, I can't because God's word is like a fire in my bones. It's uncontrollable, uncontainable. You know, have you ever had a secret that you just want to tell everybody? Yeah? Anyone? I've got a couple at the minute, and I want to tell you all. And don't get excited, Ross isn't pregnant, okay? <laughs> that wouldn't be something that I would want to be telling you, okay? Trust me, yeah? That w- isn't something I would necessarily be... At this stage in my life, I think I've done my bit, okay? And, uh, but I've got a couple of things that I'm not, I can't tell you. It's not linked to church. And now you're all thinking, well, what is it? And now you're going to be thinking all the way through, I wonder what Johnny's secret is. But I can hardly keep it in because I want to tell you what it is. But I'm not allowed to. I'll tell you eventually. Okay? We might have to be after the New Year. But actually, I'm, I'm, I can't keep it in. There's a few people in this room who know my little secret. Okay? It's not seedy and sordid, but there's a few people who know it. And I, I can't wait because I'm excited. But I've got to keep it in. <laughs> and you know, even now I'm tempted to tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm, I'm tempted to tell you just so that you know, I've got, I've, it's out there. It's exciting, but I can't. I'm not allowed to. And we have got good news. When Andy Kind came, he talked about good news. I've got a secret. That I think it's good. It's good news for me. Okay, and it's exciting. And Andy Kind said, "We are here as Christians because we've got good news." And yet, how often do we feel that way about our good news, that we can't keep it in? It's like a fire in our bones. It's in there, waiting to come out. And we want to tell people the good news of Jesus. Because that's what it should be. Because it's power. We've sung what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. Nothing can stand against it. Nothing. And yet, do we feel that uncontainable urge in our bones? Because we need to get more of God's word into our bones. That way we're gonna be wanting to share it. We're wanting to say it, we're wanting to shout it out. We sing a song sometimes called Rooftops. I will shout out your name from the rooftops. I'll proclaim, I think it is, I've got the words wrong probably. Something like that, isn't it? Similar, that's the idea, okay? I will shout out your name and I'll lift it from the rooftops. Do we feel like doing that? Shouting God's love from the rooftops or do we think I'm not gonna tell them because I'm a bit embarrassed? Or do you know, they might laugh at me. Or do you know, you know they might start me in a, in a debate that I don't know the answers to. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter. He has the words. And if we keep his words in our bones, we will not be able to contain it. You know, someone asked me yesterday if Chloe was engaged. I have to say Marty. She's not. I checked it. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping she'd have told me before she just put... But she's moved a ring onto her finger because of an allergic reaction on the other one. That's why, okay? Whew! Okay. So, yeah, you know, that would have been news to shout about, I think, maybe, okay? For Chloe, probably, yeah. But actually, we can't keep it in. So I'm telling you the good news. Chloe's got an allergic reaction on her finger, so she's moved her ring to the other one. That's good news. Okay. <laughs> sometimes we want to be bursting I'm terrible cuz often if I've been on I've not been on street angels fortunately or this morning I probably would have told you all sorts of things I shouldn't be telling you but actually God's news is good and it's available for everybody and the song we've just sung said everyone will praise God's name our hearts will cry out these bones will sing not just our mouths not just, not just who we are, our very bones, the core of our being, the one thing that's going to be left when we're dead, our bones. We'll cry out, we'll sing. What will we sing? Great are you, Lord. We need to be showing that in our lives. Great are you, Lord. You know, Jeremiah is God's prophet, bringing God's word to God's people. And he says, even though it's bad news, I can't contain it. Because it's God's word. It's burning up inside me. I need to tell you, even if people don't want to hear it, I can't keep it in. We've got good news. Yet some of us are keeping it to ourselves. You know, these, these leaflets here, that part is good news because it's just an opportunity to invite, you know, people who don't believe it. It doesn't matter. It's people to get to know us so they know we're not weird, for starters. Okay? And then the other, Well, maybe they'll still think we're weird, but hey, <laughs> depends how good you are at dancing, okay? And actually, on the other side, it's got our Christmas things that are going on. You know, how easy is it to say to your friend, oh, here's something, you know, you might be interested in coming to. Because actually, by that, we make relationships, and actually, we show people the good news of Jesus. Then we can't keep it in. We can't keep it in. What's the good news? God forgives. What's the good news? He loves you. And the good news is, he wants to fill you with his spirit. That your past can be wiped clean. You can be free. His word burns like a fire in my bones. These bones should sing. Great are you, Lord. That's what we sing. Ezekiel, last passage, says this, Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 6, says this, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, and we're going to start singing. Oh, Jeff's on it. <laughs> Dry bones, them bones, them bones, them. Dry bones, them bones, them bones, them. Dry bones, now hear the word of the Lord. Even he insults Salter's cringing, it must be. <laughs> Ten bones! That's what it's about, that song. Ezekiel goes to this valley, it was full of bones. In other words, it was just a dead place. It was full of death. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Not newly, you know, freshly put their bones. These were picked clean, dry, dusty, just dead. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. What a response. Can these bones live? Only you know, because great are you, Lord. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. These bones are not bones, they are people. In this situation, it's Israel that have gone just far from God. They are dead. And God says, speak to the bones. I can bring them back to life. I can bring them life. My breath will enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know what? That I am. The Lord. Then you will know that great are you, Lord. Yeah? These bones will sing. You know, hear the word of the Lord. This is a picture of a people who are beyond resuscitation. They are beyond bringing back. And yet, what can God do? Not only just make you know, you've not got a dancing skeleton there going on, He puts tendons and flesh and skin and breathes his very breath into them. Because God is capable of restoring anyone. God is capable of resuscitating even that which has gone far from him. Even that which right at this moment is dry, dusty, and a little bit dead. God can bring it back by breathing his life. You know, we've just got to listen. As his word comes to us, we've got to listen to it. Ezekiel is told to say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So I'm going to say this morning, if you're, If you're a bit dry and bony, (laughs) hear the word of God. He wants to bring you back to life. He wants to breathe his breath into you. And he wants to resuscitate you and bring you to fullness. Not just so that you're a bag of skin, but fullness, muscle, tone, that you are alive. And that other people can look at that and go, wow, that once was a bag of bones. It wasn't even a bag, it was just bones now it's alive and kicking it's alive and well hear the word of the loans not you know dry bones listen to the word of the lord i'm going to tell you a story about my niece katie had a cat she's not in so i can share this story i don't think it'll traumatize her she had a cat and suddenly the cat died and in the farm there is an area where we put the pets so that you know people can remember them and so they, were, they, they put the cat in a blanket and buried the cat in this area of land. And one day, Chloe came running around the corner going, Mum, Mum, Mum. And C- Ross said, what? She said, you need to come quickly. Something had tried to dig up the cat, and it was like a scene from Cat Thriller. There were paws, stiff as a board, sticking out of the soil because a fox had come to try and get it. So they reburied it. And then the next day, there was just a blanket. The, the cat had gone, and it's never come back. But that cat didn't come back to life, it was just dragged around by another animal. That cat didn't rise up and start walking again, it was just dragged around by a fox and probably eaten. Sorry for those of you of a vulnerable disposition. <laughs> the bones of the cat were not living, they were just dragged around by something else. And I think sometimes that's what we can be like in church. We're not living, we're just being dragged around by somebody else, we're just following the crowd. This morning, you don't need to follow the crowd because he says, I want to breathe my life into you. I want to bring what's dead back to life. I want to cover you with with flesh flesh and skin. I want to breathe into you so that you will rise up. And so you will do what? Proclaim, great are you, Lord. That is God's purpose for us. He says, I can bring you to life. Let me fill you with my breath, my spirit. Let me start to work and you will come alive. I want to show you a video. Uh, it's a video. Of a, it's not got the pictures, but it's from The Greatest Showman. Okay? Somebody like, Yay! Johnny's finished. We're going to watch a film. <laughs> and as I was planning this, I just thought of this song, and this song is not a Christian song. But when you imagine Ezekiel speaking to those bones, I want you to imagine that these words of this song are being spoken to you by God, because I believe it's not dissimilar in what it's saying. The lyrics are on the screen. The sound should come out. You won't see the action because I think sometimes we get distracted by the action. I want you to think about the words. I want you to imagine that God is saying this to you this morning. That might be a little bit strange. You might be thinking, well, it should be from his word. It is from his word, but I believe this is full of truth. So I want you to think about, does this apply to me? Do I need to come alive? Do I need to be raised up again and breathed into? So Enjoy. We won't watch the whole thing. Sorry. Do you see what I mean? Yeah? I believe God is saying that to us. There's so many things and messages in there. You can't go back to the life you had. God is saying, don't go back to it. Because you can see in colour. Flip that switch and see things how they're meant to be. You know, stop living in the shadows. Stop hiding your face. This is speaking to a people who are ashamed of who they are. We aren't ashamed. Come alive. Light up. Shine. That is God's command to us. Even through the greatest showman. Come alive. Do we not agree? Yeah, I'm just concerned that the blank face is looking back at me. I think the words of that are amazing. These bones will sing, great are you, Lord. You know, Flip the switch and see life with him. Don't be narrow-minded. I believe there are Christians that are narrow-minded that stop recognising what God is able to do, that stop recognising who he is because it's been just part of their life for so long. We need a fresh view, a fresh vision to come alive, to really embrace who he is. And actually, nobody can do it for you. Other than you. The difference in that song is that actually that's all about doing it yourself. We believe that God can do it for us. We just need to step into it. We need to step up and come alive. We need to hear his word spoken to our dry bones. Bones that were crushed that can rejoice. Bones that contain the fire of his word and can't stop it from being spread. Bones that will be on rescue that have new life breathed right into them. Because great are you Lord. So what's it going to be? Are we going to come alive? Are we going to listen to his word to us today and say, yeah, I've been dry and dusty for too long, spirit breathing me. God, come live within me afresh. God, cover me, fill me so that I can shine and so I can point to the Lord that is great. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word and I pray that we will not be distracted from what our mission is, if you like, that we don't need to go back to that place of darkness that we once lived in. We don't need to return to old ways, but Father God, we need to look afresh and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. If that's you in this place this morning, just before we sing and and finish with worship, I just want you to stand and say, yeah, I want to come alive today. I want to really re-give, if you like, everything to him to say, Spirit, come and live in me. If that's you, just stand. We're just going to pray. It's come alive. Maybe you feel that you're already living well. Great. But I believe God is saying this morning, come alive. Thanks. Or near one of these people just reach out a hand and just pray over them if you want to pray for them specifically if you feel god's got a word for them from you then don't be afraid to share it listen carefully before you do but father god i pray for these people who are in this place are saying i want to come alive they've heard your word this morning and they're saying yeah i don't want to be in the valley of bones but i want to be full i want to be filled and I want to be able to say with my life, great are you, Lord. Not just with my mouth, but with my bones. Great are you, Lord. So, Father God, I thank you for those that have responded this morning. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to work in them. And those of us that haven't, I pray, Lord, that we will recognize that your command to us is to come alive in this place. In your name. Amen. Carry on praying for them. The rest of us, we're going to stand.